good day, everybody. August Radio Project podcast is here. Episode number six. What's going on? How are you? Give me some good news. Give me something to go by. Give me a comment. Give me a give me some stars. Give me some ratings. I hope you're all well. I hope you're having a good time, whatever you're doing, however you like to spend your time whilst you listen to podcasts, listen to me, listen to me play, listen to me talk about life, listen to me tell you how I came came to be, how I came to write these songs that I've been going through. I listen to podcasts when I work out, so if you're working out, then keep going push through it you know how good you'll feel at the end that's that's always my thing when I'm working out never give up through a workout because you will not get that dopamine hit at the end if you give up early you go you go all the way through until that so you you've hit the, the mark that you've set yourself you've hit the target so if you're new around here, then hello. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you would go through some of the previous episodes to make sure you're clued up on what's going on. Last week was a pretty big episode for me because I gave you all some news that, you know, I dived right deep into my private affairs and gave you some insight on what's going on in my life and I'm guessing that I'll probably dive a little deeper into that today but yeah so I just like to sit here with my guitar and I talk and I jam and I uh, yeah just go through a bit about me about August Radio Project um, currently today is day number 28 of the 30 days 10 song songwriting challenge that I set myself this month. Um, so throughout July, I've been writing songs every three days. So I write a song, I record it, I release it, and then I start again. Always from scratch, not using any previous ideas that I've had in the past. Everything is a new idea from the moment that they, I write a song and that song is released, that door is closed and I open a new one and I don't look back into the old one. And it's been incredible as a journey, as a creative journey. There's been some ups and downs, there's been some struggles. To start with, I was on an all-time high and everything, every time I sat down to come up with an idea, it was easy as baking a cake just following some steps um, I used some techniques like I used some book titles when I was writing the song Your Bucket List I've um, you know been saving little anecdotes from conversations I've had and used them I've been uh, looking at poetry and like building songs up on poems um, the song I'm going to play through today one of them I actually did that We'll dive deeper into that in a minute. 
Um, so yeah, I must admit, the two songs I'm going to go through today, one of them I did find particularly hard. And as we come closer towards the end of this challenge, like a lot of enduring challenges, as you get towards the end of them, they sort of become more and more of a struggle. Um, I feel like today though, like the day I'm recording this, which is the 28th, I've, I'm on the last song. I'm on song number 10. Today's day one of song number 10. And it feels like I can see the finish line and I'm going to get that burst of extra energy just to get to that finish line and be like, woo, here we go. Um, I feel excited and I feel, you know, so proud of all the songs I've put out there so far, all nine of them. It's so cool that these songs literally didn't exist a month ago and now they're there and they're out. They're on Bandcamp, they're on YouTube and... You know, depending on when you're listening to this, they'll be on Spotify and, and Apple. And I keep thinking about them every time I play through them or listen to them and just think like, oh my God, I wonder where I'll be playing these songs at some point in the future, in the near future. Um, and I guess that's kind of what you do when you write songs. You, When you play them on stage, you always sort of think back to those moments that you wrote them. When I played in my old band, Ghouls, that we used to do that, you know, we'd be playing a song at a festival somewhere, and I'd be looking at the chords, um, in my hand playing the chords, and I'd just think, it's so funny to think of where I was when I came up with these chords. And all these songs over this month will be just that. No matter where I am in the world, no matter what I'm doing, I'll look at those chords, I'll look at my hand playing that on this fretboard, and I'll just think of the time that... Laura and I lived in a little flat in Cambridgeshire and uh, I wrote all these songs. So I guess I wanted to do this challenge because, um, I mean, I've probably talked about this a little bit before, but for those of you who don't know, I decided to do this challenge because my whole life I've been into sort of endurance sports and I follow a lot of like endurance athletes and uh, so a guy that I follow that I really like he'd done this thing called the calendar club which is a running challenge where you run the equivalent miles of the day of the month so you know the first of the month you run a mile second two miles and towards the end of the month that obviously gets pretty gnarly because you're running a couple of marathons consecutively and um, I just thought why isn't anyone doing Plenty of people do these, you know, physically enduring challenges, but these kind of mentally enduring challenges, you know, I've seen people where they, you know, read a book every day or something. But even that, it's not creative. It's, you know, it's putting time in, but it's not something where you're inventing something every day. And um, I thought about this the other day. I was writing a blog post. I might have even said this last week. I feel like I'm repeating myself but actually I said it on my live stream which I do every Friday and I, I compared it to this challenge has been like baking a cake every three days you bake a new cake but the difference between that and baking a cake is you're actually inventing the cake and inventing the ingredients and you're coming up with a completely new recipe every single time and then you're making the cake and then you're putting it out there and that's what it's been like the creative muscle, the creative part of the brain is is unlike a lot of other things. And, you know, there's certain philosophies out there that 
have, you know, there's different beliefs as to what it is and how it works. But I genuinely believe it's something that you can train yourself to do. I don't think there's a... I, I 100% disagree that there's some people that are creative and some people that aren't. Everybody is creative. Everybody has the ability to create. Everybody has the ability to make something out of nothing. And you can train it and you can train yourself to get better at it and you can stimulate it and you can... If you're doing something where you're using it a lot, you'll find that you can tap into it a lot, just like any muscle in the body, just like any part of the body. Like you, you work that, you know, you, you feed that area of the body a lot. You end up being able to use it. You get used to, ha you know, figuring out how to switch it on. And that's not to say that you don't, you, you shouldn't take breaks from creativity, just like you should take breaks and to take rest days from anything else. Like you're gonna, you need to give yourself time to come up with new ideas and fill yourself with life and experiences that then mean that you, you know, you've got something to talk about, especially when it comes to writing. But I do genuinely believe that if you sit down for, you know, a, a period of time every day or every couple of days, and you dedicate that time to creativity, you will come up with something, even if it's just a little snippet of an idea that you then use later on or you build on you'll come up with something, you know, and sometimes you work on an idea and it doesn't go anywhere and you keep working on it and keep working on it and then one day you just scrap the idea and you work on a new one and it comes to something. But either way, you were working at it and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to creativity. Just keep showing up, keep working. It doesn't have to be something that you're feeling. You don't have to have a suddenly incredibly inspirational moment. You don't have to... You know, the light bulb doesn't always have to flick on. You can just sit down and go, right, I'm going to try and write a song. And you can. And I feel like I've proved that with this challenge. You can. And yeah, there's days where it's a struggle. There's a day, there's days where it makes your head hurt. And there's other days where they, it just comes out and it just happens. And you, there's no thought put into it. And, you know, within half an hour, you, you've got a song. So that's why I wanted to do this challenge. I wanted to put that to the test and I wanted to prove it, prove it to myself, prove it to you guys, offer some inspiration for, for you lot to explore your own creativity and, you know, put some time aside in your own life to, you know, do something, make something, you know, that could be a cake, <laughs> that could be a, you know, it could be painting, it could be drawing, it could be writing a book, it could be anything, there's creativity hidden all over the place. There's creativity in car mechanics. There's creativity in science. There's creativity in just arranging your day, coming up with, you know, slightly creative ways to change up your routine, you know, recipes, all sorts of things require a creative endeavor. And you can be, you can be really creative if you want. So yeah, August Radio Project facilitating creativity so let's build on what I was speaking about last week for a minute um, so last week I revealed some pretty big news for me um, for those of you who don't know I quit my day job which honestly has been one of the best feelings ever and I can't still can't quite believe that it's real and I've, it's happened and yeah, man, like, I can't shake off this overwhelmingly positive feeling that 
I don't know like what the future holds, but I just feel like every job I ever get from now on, every every career will be something that I very much want to do and choose to do. And I'm going to, you know, make sure it's that, you know, I don't want to sit in an office. I don't want to work for someone, you know, sure. I'll, I'll do things to make ends meet, but I'm not being a, a part of the machine. No more, man. As hippie as that might sound just not for me as I said in the old uh, bucket list song and this week you know a week on from it happening I'm, I mean I must admit I still feel electric I still feel very good about it I have no doubts or regrets and I, I don't really see that you know even if I'm running out of money even if I do run out of money or you know I feel like I still won't regret doing it um, and I don't plan on running out of money though so it's all good in terms of future plans there's some ideas but due to the current climate of things they're still just ideas um, but they're likely to become real very soon and, you know, we live in this weird time with this global pandemic. And I think the weirdest thing about it, I mean, obviously there's some pretty tragic things about it, but I think, you know, them aside, the weirdest thing about it is how uncertain everybody is about it. Nobody knows. Nobody has the real facts. And some people think they know and they swear by what they you know, what they believe. And some people will happily admit they don't know. Some people sort of exist in this happy medium, um, which I think is a much safer place to be than just believing everything. And, you know, I think that obviously there's a lot of fear around it all because there's, you know, human beings hate not knowing. We hate uncertainty. We hate fear of the unknown is real, but you have to get comfortable with the unknown to trust, trust the present time. And that's why it's always really important to remain present. All those anxieties, they're all future. They're all based on a future that doesn't yet exist. So you've got to keep that, keep that in check. And it's good to have plans and it's good to, you know, it's good to take caution, but it doesn't have to manifest in full-blown anxiety. And the way you combat that is really just trying to stay present. And the best way to stay present, breathing. Take a nice inhale in, long exhale out. And you'll find, do a few of them, you'll be back in the room. I've been doing a lot of breath work. At the start of this global pandemic, um, I started doing what's known as the Wim Hof method. Now I'd heard of Wim Hof a long time ago. I read about him in a uh, in a sports journal about three, four years ago, and he wasn't he wasn't very well known at that point. He wasn't that commercial, but the pandemic kind of brought him. If you don't know who he is, go and check him out. But he's a crazy man who crazy sort of 
a Danish guy who breathes a lot and takes cold showers. And his whole uh, method is built upon that concept. And it does crazy things. It's sort of scientifically proven that it boosts your immune system. It puts you more in touch with your nervous system. It, um, you know, increases your metabolism. It just makes you an all-round better human being. It also increases your lung capacity. And I did say last week, it makes you a better singer, <laughs> which is uh, an unexpected side effect. And then the cold showers, there's all sorts of science in cold therapy. Um, and they're all techniques that um, have been around for, for centuries and centuries. Like I've, I've recently read the book, Bre is it Breath? Breath by James Nestor. And he really deep dives into it. You know, these sort of Tibetan monks, thousands and thousands of years ago, breathing themselves so that, you know, they were so hot that they'd melt snow and they were just doing it by breathing. So breathing is so important and it is the best way to remain present and the best way to combat anxiety. Just simple breath work. Slow it right down. And... The best thing about remaining present and keeping your thoughts in check and keeping your anxieties about the future and about the past sort of exactly there in the future and, and in the past, it means it allows you to have some space and some clarity to really think things through and you end up making better decisions, you end up doing you know better things and future you ends up benefiting from that. So. Go check out the Wim Hof method. I've been doing it every day since the 9th of April. I do three rounds of the breathing every morning and I take a cold shower. The cold shower does not get any, any easier. It's changed my relationship with the shower completely. The shower used to be like somewhere, you know, you put no thought into getting into the shower. It's like, yeah, I'll have a, a nice shower. Now I, I sit there and I stare at the shower and I have to procrastinate a little bit because I'm like, oh, go here we go again and as soon as you're in you're fine but it's important i think it's important to put yourself through things that aren't comfortable because it reminds you that that's where you know there's the classic phrase you know the comfort zone is a great place but it's not where you grow it's not where development happens and something as simple as taking a cold shower takes you out of your comfort zone do that every day and you'll learn more and more about yourself, more and more about your own mind than you would if you didn't. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's been going down. Um, not a whole lot of things to update you on. Just breathing, being present. songwriting challenge I must admit I'm, I'm trying to think of another challenge I've got a few ideas I've got another songwriting one but I don't want to implement it just yet because it's a big commitment it would require a big commitment and especially with what we've got planned for the future it would really shake things up um, I can't go too far into it, but let's just say it's a similar similar challenge to what I've been doing, but over a longer period of time, and maybe um, giving myself more time for each song. Um, so like an extended, you know, period of time where we're, oh, I have to write a song, 
with a given amount of days. I think I'm going to do it, but I, I'm going to give myself a little break first. I think for August, I'm just going to stick to some physical challenges. Do like 100 push-ups and 100 press-ups a day or something. Um, I'll leave the creative challenge to come later on. But if you've got if you've got any ideas for creative challenges you think I should do, then let me know. I really want to make this project something that connects with lots of people. I want to really, you know, I didn't set this up just for it to be, hey, look at me. I want it to be like, hey, look at me and give me some ideas and let's do some stuff together. So if you've got any ideas, then let me know. As well as doing this podcast today, I'm going to obviously got to come up with an idea for song number 10. So maybe if I accidentally play some magic whilst jamming in this podcast, I'll have to use it. Um, but I'm going to get on with the songs that I wanted to explore um, today because why not? Um, and as I said, the the latter half of this challenge has definitely become more challenging. And this time last week, I was writing song number seven, um, and obviously, last week was a pretty crazy week for me, given given that I was, you know, making that big life decision to alter the course of my life slightly you know it's always a good feeling but it's always a scary feeling and slightly stressful but whilst that was always going whilst all of that was going on I obviously had a song to write and um, that's where song number seven called Jigsaw that's what that song was it was the song I was trying to write whilst all that kind of situation was going on and I had lots to do and lots to think about so my head was not completely in the game, let's say. So that's probably partly why, be- why, why it became a bit of a challenge. So throughout the challenge, I've been trying to make sure every song is slightly different, something different, something new, has what we call in music a different tempo, a different BPM, beats per minute. I don't want them all to be the same. It's very easy as a songwriter to have a tendency to just write songs that are all in the same key um, musically and same tempo because you fall into the you know patterns of, of how you like things to go. You know, the same way that, you know, an artist produces a lot of work under the same theme, I guess it's a very similar kind of, you know, they'll produce, a, you know, an artist will paint in the same style and they'll do a bunch of, he, she will do a bunch of different um, pictures and paintings in in a style that's very similar. Um, and when, you, when you're doing creative work back to back, that can happen, so... I've been really trying to make sure that that isn't the case here. So when I was approaching song number seven, I figured that I hadn't actually written a song with like a solid riff um, in it. Now for you non-musos, non-music 
non-musicians, a riff, let's try and explain a riff, is a riff is basically a significant, um, memorable um, sort of guitar-based, um, doesn't always have to be on the guitar, it could be on any instrument, but it's sort of like an instrument-based melody that you remember um, that is significant, so... Uh, an example on the guitar would be Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water. <laughs> As if I just played that. I mean, every guitar player knows that riff, and most people probably know that riff even if they don't know the song. So that's what it is. It, like, a guitar riff can become more famous than a song. It can be, you know... It can be more important than a vocal melody. It can be more more significant than a chorus. So when approaching song number seven, I was like, right, I kind of want to write a riff song. Um, but because where my head was at, I was really struggling. And I had a few ideas for a riff. I've been, I've been jamming this same riff over and over again. Um, I really wanted to use that. Oh. And I played it and I recorded it and I was going through it and I was trying to do little chords to it. And I just couldn't make it work. Like, I was really struggling. So that riff's had to go in the old memory bank, and I'm sure it'll come, it will come out soon into in a different song, maybe maybe song ten, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I was really trying to come up with a significant riff, you know, something that might be a bit memorable. But through playing that riff that I've just played there, I um, started jamming these chords. I was like, they sound nice. I, I really like, I really like the sound of them. So I recorded them, and then I muted the riff. And I was like, okay. I was like, they sound good. So recorded them, worked out what chords they were, started to play them in different variations. okay they sound good too so recorded them down and then before I knew it I had some sections so I was like all right I need to arrange these sections into some form of structure that will uh, you know produce a song um, so this was originally some sort of chorus I was thinking Then, I don't know, I had this sort of sun change of heart to... I think like everything that was going on that day, I felt a bit emotional, I felt a bit like... Um, I wanted just to slow things down and say something powerful. And this kind of... didn't feel like it had that vibe so I just wanted to 
to slow it down, use some suspended chords, which are these chords that in music you either have major or minor chords. Uh, a major chord's nice and happy, a minor chord's sort of sad and low. Um, low in mood, that is. And a suspended chord sits in between, so it's neither. You'll hear them a lot in pop songs. So I sort of had this. suspended kind of vibe which is another thing that I haven't used a whole lot of over this challenge which for me isn't too too weird like I said last week I'm quite into my chords as a guitar player I like I like different I like putting weird things you know like I said I used to have a university lecturer that told me you couldn't put jazz chords in, in songs and I was like nah watch me I'm gonna do it so that's where this sort of chorus came from. And um, I didn't have any lyrics. I, I didn't even really have a melody. So I just sort of put the song down into some sections and came back to this idea of a riff. So I had this kind of intro of the and I was like okay I mean it's it's quite technical it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of rhythm going on with this uh, picking hand over here and then that was completely unintentional if you listen back to the song you'll hear what I mean a lot of the the chords and the riff kind of sync up in that. Um, so I just started jamming a riff over the top. And um, it didn't end up being the kind of memorable deep purple smoke on the water style riff that maybe I was thinking about. Um, but it ended up being a riff. And I'm glad that I've, you know, managed to get a kind of riff based song on this, on these series of songs, on this album that's going to that these, you know, 10 songs are becoming, which I am calling 30 Days 10 Songs, by the way. So when it's up on Spotify and everything, it's literally going to be called August Radio Project 30 Days 10 Songs, which will be funny for anybody that doesn't know how it came about or how it was written. They'll just be like, okay, I wonder why it's called that. Um, so yeah, so then it came to the lyrics. And like I said, I mean, I was having a quite a day, the day I wrote the lyrics for this. Um, my notice had gone in, I had a bunch of people ringing me, a bunch of people trying to get hold of me. Um, felt a bit nervous, felt a bit excited. And I guess the lyrics, I couldn't quite form them in my head. And I think that's why this song, of all the songs that I've written for this challenge, it's not my, it's not... Um, it's not like a, like I've got favourites, but because it was a tough song to write, it's definitely like I don't you know I don't play it with the same admiration that I play something like To the Beach or something or Your Bucket List, which still remains my favourite. I think, um, but I had a few ideas for the verse, and when I write lyrics, I tend to just write lots of different things down and then start to piece them together 
you know, add some rhyming, um, add some sort of, you know, kind of make it cohesive in that way. I don't like to just, you know, start with one line. I like to write loads of different lines that could potentially be them and then and kind of look at significance that does that, you know, does every line mean something? Um, and, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't always, I don't always manage to do it. I don't manage to... I like the idea that every word is there for a reason and, you know, trying to avoid as many just filler bits that I would call them as possible, you know, that, you know, don't just say a word because it rhymes, say a word because it means something. Um, and I tried to do that as, as good as I, I could here. So the first line, look at me in the ice I mean, that is a play so it says, look at me in the eyes, see. So it's sort of like, you know, look at me in the eyes and see. Um, which, if you pronounce it wrong, it sounds like I say, look at me in the eye, see. Um, which, you know, I don't know what that, like the I see, letter I, let's see. Um, I'm not as young as I used to be. Look at me in the eye, see. And I guess that's a reference to what was going on at the time. You know, I'm getting older. I'm I'm becoming more and more old as as the day goes on, as everybody else is. Um, but you know, despite my Peter Pan uh, looks, I'm actually a, a bit older than most people think I am. And you know, I guess there's certain people in the world that need to remember that. Um, like we all have those people, I'm sure that no matter how old you get, they still uh, see you as that little kid that you you once was. And uh, they need to be reminded. So that's kind of what that line refers to. Listen to what I say. Oh, I got that wrong. Listen, listen to what I say. Hear me. And again, that's sort of a because that first line uses that um, same structure where it sort of says the thing. You know, look at me in the eyes. See, this is listen to what I say. Hear me. Um, maybe there's more to this than you think referring to the decisions I've been making lately and maybe I'm not just making these decisions for one reason maybe there's many reasons so then this is where this original sort of chord pattern comes back in and instead of a chorus it ended up being a pre-chorus I just like using slight variations of the same word there, like differences and different are two different words, um, even though they're pretty much the same in the way that they're spelt, the way that they're said, you know, you can have differences and be different, you can have differences and not be different, you can have no differences but still be different, um, so that's what that kind of play on words is. feel like it's a really good sentiment um towards family um in family and you know those kind of relationships you have plenty of differences but because you're all of the same genes and all of the same uh genetics you tend not to be so different even though you have all those differences and i guess there are differences referring to like you know ideas philosophies 
uh, all the environmental things. Um, but then, the, you know, we're not so different. We're of the same family. We have, you know, we have similar, similar traits. Chorus. Fly me away, fly me for him. I don't need help anymore. I am set free. You are a piece of the puzzle. And I'm no jigsaw. So, I mean, fly me away, fly me from here sort of sentiment of what's going on in my life at the moment um, I don't need help anymore again referring to that kind of as it said in the start I'm not as young as I used to be I don't need you know I need to make my own mistakes I need to fly into my own situations um, I am set free you are a piece of the puzzle and I'm the whole jigsaw it's just that sentiment to you know everything that happens in your life everybody that's in your life everybody that's a part of you is just a piece of the puzzle and you are the whole jigsaw and you need to remember that i think you know you can't live your life uh, surrounded centered on one piece of the puzzle there's many pieces of puzzles and i'm not even talking about people i'm just talking about everything I'm talking about all your daily activities all your uh, your job your career your you know sleep whatever i don't know you need to focus on all the pieces to be the complete jigsaw and you shouldn't you know try not to abuse the ones that you know you have a tendency to abuse but just just remember that you're the whole jigsaw there's you know everybody else is a piece maybe i'm just a piece of your jigsaw right now the august radio project is a piece of the jig piece of my jigsaw so I like that as a, a line, which is why I decided to repeat it in the next few choruses. I'm the whole jigsaw. I'm the whole jigsaw. So verse two uses the same kind of structure and uh, construct as verse one with the whole. Take a big inhale in deep. So take a big inhale in deep. Um, goes back to the breath, you know. Become present. Take a take a big deep out, deep inhale in. Um, make some space for the air you breathe. Is a line referring to that, you know. When you're present, when you're, you know, not dwelling on the past or caught up in future worries, you can be present and you can make some space, and space mentally, space physically. And honestly, that feels so much better. Um, and it gives you the clarity you, you, you need to make those decisions. And it gives you the clarity to, you know, look at your past and just go, it's in the past. You know, whether it's a good or bad memory, it's in the past. You know, focus on the now. You know, the only way you're going to make more good memories is to be present and focus on the now. Um, open the door, step through, leave. Give me all of the time I need. Um, open the door, step through, leave. Yeah, I guess it's just a, a construct of, you know, that kind of the big take a big hell in deep. Look at in me in the eyes. See, listen to what I say. Hear me. Just another kind of stating the uh, phrase before the action. And give me all the time I need. I think we all need some time. Eh? We live in a world where 
we want everything to happen right away. We want instant gratification, as they say. And we don't like it when things take time. And the, the truth is, is all the best things, they take time. They take maintenance. I always call them maintenance projects. The things that are worthwhile are, are things that you have to maintain. They never reach an end. They never reach a destination. You just maintain them. You maintain them for your whole life. And they're always the best things. But give them time. Don't expect them to be exactly as you want them to be straight away. And realise that what you want those things to be won't always doesn't always stay the same. So what you wanted yesterday will be slightly different to what you want today. And maybe what you wanted yesterday you, you've managed to get. Maybe you've got it right now, but because it's not what you want anymore, because it's what you wanted yesterday, and what you want today is different, you're not appreciating it, you're not taking it in. So I think it's really important to do that. Um, so then we go back to a chorus. And we kind of repeat it all the way through. So I guess this song's a sort of like reference to family. It's a reference to just the things in life that, you know, take your time and breathe and make those decisions with some clarity and just be present and realize that you're a jigsaw and there's lots of pieces to the puzzle and it's worth putting time and effort into all of them. But also remember that you aren't just a piece of your puzzle, you're the whole thing. So that's what this song is. And it tried to be a riff song, didn't quite work out. That's okay. And for me, mentally, it was definitely the hardest song to write of the entire challenge. At that point, I've actually, uh, next week's podcast, I'll be going through songs nine and what's going to be song 10, which isn't ready yet. And song nine, I had a little wobbly up. But song seven was definitely the hardest one in terms of like mental clarity. Um, so I'm going to play it. This is Jigsaw. I've only played it through once live, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so let's give it, give it a try. Look at me in the eyes, see. I'm not as young as I used to be Listen to what I say, hear me Maybe there's more to this than you think I know that we have no differences I know that we are so different Fly me away, fly me from here I don't need help anymore I am set free You are a piece of the puzzle a big inhale in deep make some space for the air you breathe open the door step through leave give me all of the time i need i know that we have no differences
There you go. Jigsaw. Tune. Um, so, yeah. Like, this whole challenge has been, this whole month, has been a series of wake up, day one, come up with an idea, try and get it down, see what happens, day two, hopefully the idea is done. Um, hasn't always happened like that. It definitely did for like the first five. Um, but anyway, record, make sure it's good, which can be the bit that I'm uh, a little bit lapsed on. Sometimes I don't always go for perfection with the recording. Um, but record it, mix it, make it sound good, and then day three, upload it, put it out there. And um, then you wake up and you start again. And I guess today's the final final time that that will happen for a little while, which does feel a bit of relief, but also very exciting. Um, t number 10 is actually my favourite number. I love the number 10. So I'm excited to write number 10. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on to song number 8, which didn't take it out of me quite as much as Jigsaw did. This song was much easier to write, much more fun. Um, I started playing this riff. So, I just thought, this sounds like a lot of fun. And I guess the last song, Jigsaw, got quite serious, got a bit deep. And... Um, that's not to say that I didn't get deep with this song, but uh, it just had a bit more of like a groovy feel. And I guess with all the kind of struggle I'd had with the writing the the uh, seventh song, with writing Jigsaw, I, I just felt like with this one, I felt a lot less pressure. And, you know, the kind of the news of the week had kind of faded a little bit. I was still feeling a bit excited, a bit nervous, like I am now. But... Um, I felt more clarity. I'd been breathing. I'd come back to the moment. And um, Laura had said to me, I want you to, you should try and write a song about the planets. So I, I started thinking, okay, right, I, I could write a song about the planets. Like, how, like let's, let's start this endeavor. And sometimes when I'm like lost for ideas, I'll just type into Google like quotes or poems. So I think I wrote poems about the planets or poems poems about the universe and quotes about the universe. And that's how the lyrical foundation to this song sort of came about. So I had this riff. Which was a lot of fun. I'm like, yes, this is a fun, fun riff to play. Um, and I just found these these sort of poems that were about, you know, the sun and the moon and the universe and how, you know, the universe is everything and nothing at the same time. It's this ever-expanding thing. It's or this weird um, realm that we don't really know much about, but we sort of, science pretends it knows loads about it, but the stuff it says about it is just as airy-fairy and hippie, pseudo-scientific as as all the sort of spiritual stuff, which is why I, you know, really think the spiritual stuff is something worth looking into. Um, 
if you're not already into it, I mean, like, I'm dead into it now, but this sort of idea that you are the universe, everything is, you know, you are as, as much a part of everything as everything is a part of you. Um, and that kind of sentiment was coming across in a lot of these poems, and it's something that I've definitely sort of dived deeper in, you know, the, this idea of this sort of, like, universal energy that runs through everybody and runs through you, runs through me, and, you know, we're all a part of it. And there's, you know, whether, you know, there's lots of different systems of belief around it, but it all kind of roots back to this one idea of, like, you know, we're all... We all affect each other. We're all part of each other. You know, what's what's I see and what I do has all the effects of, you know, all the effects on what you see and do as well, um, you know, on a spiritual level. So that's kind of where this idea of there's a little piece of you inside of me comes from. So, verse one. Everybody's parts and then this comes sort of directly from a poem that I was reading that was like, you know, you're you're part of the sun, you're part of the moon, you're an animal, you're a man, you're a woman. Um, so that's, I just sort of like edited it into my own kind of words, so it rhymed. Everybody's part sun and moon A little bit animal, then a woman too And this is where I kind of took it into my own hands. Earth, sea, fire, sour, salty, sweet. So it's like this idea that we, you know, we're all part of the same thing. We're all we're all part of each other. You know, you there's a part of you in everything. There's there's this universal energy, this vibration running through absolutely everything. Even inanimate objects have their own vibration. Everything is vibrating. Um, even you know the the sensations, the taste, the emotions. That's where the sort of sour, salty, sweet comes from. I like that as um sort of alliteration on those words as well. Sour, salty, sweet. Sounds nice. Um, and this is one of those songs, like, when you write songs, there's certain songs where you choose a line. Um, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, he has, like, a YouTube video, and he's, like, the basics of writing a song. And he writes a song in about five, five seconds. And he just says, find a line, and that's your line. And you always come back to that line. And I guess it's a kind of blues technique. I mean, a lot of blues songs, they do it. So that's what I decided to use in this song. So like my hook line, my main line is there's a little piece of you inside of me and everything always roots back to that. So the verses, the chorus, everything comes back to this. There's a little piece of you inside of me line. Earthy fire, sour, salty, sweet. There's a little piece of you inside of me. Um... So then I was looking at a different poem and that was saying about how, you know, nobody's really black or white. Um, there's no, you know, you're not one thing. You're a, we're a mixture of all sorts of things. Nobody's never wrong. Nobody's always right. I thought it was a really cool little statement. You're never wrong, but you're not always right. Um, nobody's never wrong. Nobody's always right. Even the cleverest people in the world. Even the, you know... Good and bad, there's rights and there's peace. Bit of a re reference to kind of what's going on at the moment. You know, there's these riots, but there's also peace. There's peaceful riots. There's, um, you know, there's peace within the riots. It's, it's sort of a weird sentiment. And then we root back to, there's a little piece of you inside of me. So, 
then we come up to this sort of nice jazzy chorus where I use a nice major seventh. I went through that last week. Lovely chord. And this chorus is kind of like a play on words. The only thing that I have ever really known is I don't know nothing at all. And obviously, I don't know nothing means that I know something. But the whole idea is kind of like that bluesy, like, I don't know nothing, you know. The only thing that I have only have ever really known is I don't know nothing at all. And that's just like... I don't know, I like it. I like that it kind of means that I do know something, but I the only thing I really ever known is I, I don't really know, but I do, but I don't. Um, the only thing I know is I don't really know. That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, if every little thing in the universe is one, then it ain't, ain't, that ain't hard, too hard to see. There's a little piece of you inside of me. So yeah, just there's that sort of reference to the universe, to the planets that I was trying to get across for Laura, but it ended up manifesting into this. I guess it's because all the poems and the quotes I was reading were the universe as opposed to just the planets. Um, so then we come back to this verses, going through all the things that we are and we aren't. So everybody's locked in and they're free. This is a reference to the song, I've got the secret, I've got the key, because I always say it, and me and Laura always sing it to each other when we're getting the keys to the house to leave. Everybody has the secret, everybody has the key. I'll just put that in there for her. Yellow, red and blue, purple, orange, green. So that's the primary colours with the secondary colours. If you don't know what that is, then you need to get your colour wheel out. Yellow, red and blue are the foundations. Mix any one of those. Mix any two of those together and you'll end up with either purple, orange and green, which are your secondary colours. There's a little piece of you inside of me. You're the honey, you're the bee. So I decided, you know, to change this bit of the verse up, I'd speak directly to something. So you're saying you're instead of everyone or nobody, you know, instead of it being general, it's everybody it, in those verses. So this verse I sort of came to direct it, just to change it up. You're the honey, you're the bee. You're the sound of silence, you're the symphony. Again, kind of changing it up. And you'll notice that in um, the verses, every third line is this kind of just sort of statements of words that kind of relate to each other. So I just tried to keep that theme. Vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. I was actually searching what are there three of because I noticed that I'd done, you know, earthy fire is three, salty, sour, sweet is three, um, red, yellow, red, blue, purple, orange, green. There are all these th three. And I typed in three and it said Neapolitan ice cream, which is vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. So it was making me laugh. So I was like, I've got to stick that in there, really. Vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, delicious and tasty. And that's one of those lines where on the demo it was something else. And when I came to record it, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. So I remember changing that. There's a little piece of you inside of me. Let me come back to this jazzy. The only thing that I have ever really known is I don't know nothing at all. If every little thing in the universe is one. 
there's a little piece of you inside of me. And then we come to the middle eight. So I like to, I like a good middle eight. A middle eight or a bridge in a song is is where you completely change it. You usually, um, you know, you don't go to another verse, you don't go to a chorus, and you play some chords that are completely different to those two things, but still relative. I don't know why these lyrics are as they are, if I'm honest. I was looking at more poems and more um, uh, quotes, and the quote was like, um, "Do I do I need this candle? Do I need this cake? It's not my birthday." And I was like, "What's that got to do with the um, What's that got to do with the universe?" But then I was like, "I quite like it." Why this candle? Why this cake? Why my birthday is not today? Why these presents? Why these trees? It's not my birthday. <laughs> I don't really know what the significance to that is as lyrics. I just like the way it sound, and I just like that it was in there. It's like your birthday is such a significant date to human beings, like the day you were born on Earth. Um. And the only reason we know is because we have this weird data system where we, you know, we figured out how, how long it takes the sun to revolve, us to revolve around the sun, and that's the year. And, you know, we have these sort of counting mechanisms and this way that we function time um, to construct our days and, you know, to be able to plan and, you know, what whatnot. But, like, really, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, you know, time is relative to your situation you know a minute on the on the turbo sprinting your you know sprinting as fast as you can sweating it out is a long minute a long long minute whereas a minute staring at instagram isn't very long so regardless of the fact that it's always 60 seconds it's all on feeling it doesn't matter you know you can make a minute last a lifetime it's really true and it's something that i've only really kind of come to grips with in my adult life, so the fact that there's this idea that like you should celebrate this one day every year, it's like, why? You know, it's not my birthday. It's just a bit of a random fun lyric, I guess. And that's what's gonna happen when we write ten songs in a month. Um, so yeah, and then back to the chorus. And I guess the chorus is kind of sweet sounding, so I, at the end I just decided to go an octave lower sing it in my kind of optimum singing voice which is a bit lower than I tend to write songs um, just to get that sentiment across there's a little piece of all of us inside all of us we're all part of each other we all have this kind of universal energy running through us and if you sort of believe in spirituality you will believe and you'll know that most um, you know constructs that surround it regardless of what that belief system is is this idea that you know there's this kind of universal consciousness energy whatever you want to call it that kind of we're all kind of a part of and experiencing and you know sometimes it's good to breathe become present and go hang on a minute like you know there's this really good quote that is um you are not you are not one droplet in the ocean, but you are the whole ocean in one droplet. 
So yeah, that's kind of the idea behind this song. So I'll play it. I'll play it for y'all. So this is song number eight, Inside of Me. Everybody's part sun and A little bit animal, man and woman too. Earthy fire, sour, salty, sweet. Nobody's really black or white Nobody's never wrong, nobody's always right Good and bad, there's rights and there's peace There's a little piece of you inside of me go boom inside of me 
so yeah, I have written song nine. Song nine came out yesterday. Today's a Tuesday. This podcast comes out on a Wednesday, so you'll be listening to it a day after. So the song number nine um, called Play the Blues, blues song, which was a real struggle to write. But I'll go into that next week on next week's podcast. Um, so yeah, keep checking it out. Keep keep up with the challenge. Um, when you listen to this, there'll only be one day or two days left um, if you include the 31st as the kind of celebration. Um, and the songs will be up on Spotify next week, I should assume. Um, I'm just going to get them right up there. Um, I was listening to a podcast earlier with Joe Rogan and the guy on it was talking about there's two types of people. There's ready, aim, fire, where you prep, plan, and you take aim and you really work out the shot and then you fire. Or there's fire, ready, aim. And that's where you just shoot, you go for it and you just see what happens and you shoot and you shoot again and you kind of get ready whilst you're doing that and hopefully one hits and there's good and bad aspects to do it to both philosophies one is that you get plenty of planning uh, planning one of one of them means that you're really prepared but the trouble with that one is sometimes you never actually take the shot you faff around for too long planning and trying to get it together and try and make it perfect and then you know fire ready aim you just take the shot like you're you know one of them is bound to hit at some point so just keep shooting and you can kind of prep and plan whilst you're shooting whilst you're going for it and i definitely feel like i'm in that camp um you know obviously it it means that you're not always the most perfect sounding not always the most planned and most prepped and the way i'm approaching august radio project is a bit like that you know, I decided that I'd start this project and then on the day I decided I was going to do it, I, I made the name, I made the Facebook, I made the, the Instagram, I just did it and just went for it and I just, I'm taking the shoot, I'm just shooting right now and this is me shooting and hopefully it hits and hopefully it sticks and I'm not planning on giving it up and I'm really going for it, I want this to, you know, kick off, I want this to be my job, I want to, you know, somehow form a living doing just this and just this and not having to faff around in you know the day job concept I, I genuinely believe that is a made-up concept I don't think you need to do it I think people just get scared at how hard it might be to make your main thing some kind of income but it's it's I don't think it is I think that's a myth I think it's just you're just told that you just sold that idea because they you know it's in people's best interest to keep you within a career but also so, so few people do it most people do just stay in their little, you know, easy job. And if you're there saying, well, that's me, then maybe it's you, maybe you have that anxiety too. Maybe, maybe you need to breathe, become present, look at life with clarity and go, am I scared because of my ego? Is my egoic thoughts infiltrating here or am I being real? Am I being real? So I'll leave you with that. So fire, ready, aim. And, um, I'll catch you next week. If you're not on, not around Friday for the live stream, then uh, I won't see you then. But if you are, then 8 p.m. I'll be live streaming a little set um, on Instagram or Facebook. Just go August Radio Project. Uh, make sure you follow me and make sure you check out song number 9 and 10. I'll be playing them on next week's podcast. Peace out, homies. In a bit.